What's up, you guys? Uh, it's your boy here, Smush, with This Is The Way podcast. I got Katie on here again. You guys remember Katie? What's up? Yeah, yeah, here for round two on This Is The Way, huh? Didn't get enough the first time? Heh. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to talk about a lot's been happening. Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. When do you want to start this thing off? I know... Uh, no, you had some things you wanted to go over this time. Um, well, the main thing that I was noticing I wanted to bring up is just our, our age being OG gamers. Um, I've noticed a huge difference in video games. Um, like, for instance, we have, uh, when we purchase a game now, might be purchasing something that comes in chapters like final fantasy 7 the remake um beautiful game i i i wish i owned a playstation so i could play it but we are buying it in chapters that's the thing and when we were kids on the original playstation it was one complete game yeah it came in discs but it was one complete game right um and you know we have things like DLC, season passes. Um, now games like battle royales are a little different with that, but you know it's you're you're getting cosmetic content with this. That's that I see that as like opening a pack of cards. You know, mm-hmm. when we were kids. Uh, it, it's but for the most part, we had full games. Now we I feel like we have partial games. And the games were so much simpler back then, but yet you go back and play them today, and they seem so much more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. I, I noticed that too. I was playing and a game, like, and uh, I didn't know what I was doing or where to go, you know? I was like, where's the instructions? <laughs> like, where's the direction? Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, you might have a booklet with a little map, like, in... You know, in the case of Zelda, I don't know if you had owned the Super Nintendo one, but it came with like the map of everything, and um, yeah, that was nice to have. But they really gave you no direction; you just kind of where the map marks and figure out the story for yourself. But I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but it was. I don't know if it was like a child has a more simplistic mind and can figure that out a little easier. And then us as an adult, we're playing these more complicated games and we just assume these older games are more complicated. Overthinking it. Yeah. That adult overthinking mentality. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like you have to go from one level up to this ledge on this cliff that's like 20 feet high. But how do you get there? You know, and you basically just jump and maybe you can just double jump on the wall and he jumps up and climbs it. You know, but as an adult, we're looking for like a, a vine or some kind of thing to climb, some kind of lower obstacle to climb onto to jump up and parkour onto that higher, you know, that higher ledge. Yeah, and that, that, that also makes me think of um, our, our skill level uh, because I we... We've played everything from the original Nintendo. I mean, hell, we owned an Atari. Um, we 
I played everything from the Atari up until the more recent systems, and kids nowadays are growing up with these advanced games. And they're they're used to playing stuff like, you know, Minecraft Dungeons is a great game. We'll talk about that more, but um like Halo, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Apex, these kids are gonna be growing up on these games and they're gonna be great at it. Uh, whereas we grew up with Mario, Sonic, Zelda. The side scrollers and the little basic RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. So our skill slowly advances with the progression of video games, and these kids are in the right born to it. Yep. Yeah, they're born into it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know when when you play up against one of these kids that's like you know twelve to fourteen years old, and you wonder why they're so good. It's like not only do they have the time to just sit there and play video games all the time. But they have, you know, that mentality of where it's like, you know, they're not really overthinking shit and they have a basic concept of what to do and they do it and they do it really well. And I think, you know, like that's the new generation of these gamers. It's going to be like these little these little zoomers that are coming up, you know, like these little 14 to 16 year olds that are just cranking these 90s in Fortnite and are what's cracked is what they're saying yeah cracked yeah i crack an egg dude you know like that that's <laughs> uh, i don't know what this cracked is i somebody called me cracked at fortnite one time and i was like uh thanks <laughs> yeah, first time i heard it i was like uh no man i don't do that like <laughs> yeah yeah i'm good bro that's a little, that's a little hardcore for me <laughs> yeah i think you're forgetting the word out it's cracked out <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that's not me, bro. <laughs> I I played with a nine-year-old on Fortnite the other day, and it was, uh, I mean, it was one of those kids that you kind of don't really want to get into a match with because he's got that really squeaky voice, but mm-hmm. he was making good calls, I'll admit that, and he turns, he's like, you're a bot, you're a bot. Oh, my God. And I, I killed the enemy that downed him, and he was like, oh, man. I was wrong. You're actually pretty good. Uh. And just kind of, he, he gets to that point where we're playing through and I hear him start going, Oh, you're cracked. You're cracked. And I'm like, okay, these, I don't know where these terms are coming from. But like, um, yeah. Obviously they get it all from these streamers that they watch, but. But I mean, like how, do, how does that term even come to be, you know, like how, like you, you crack you. You have a crack shot, you know. Like, is that what it is? Like, you're so cracked. Like, you got a crack shot. Like, probably. You, you cracked like his like building a little. Like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Uh-oh. I think it, it's just it, it's crazy playing against these kids now. You know. It is. It really is, and that that's one thing that I mean. Looking forward to the next season of Fortnite. Um, good transition here. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> um, we, I, I'm excited and nervous because they're supposed to be adding underwater mechanics. It's coming out in uh, the Doomsday event is tomorrow. Right, I right. I, I'll be there. I'll be streaming it. Nice. Um, sadly, I'll be at work. I'll, I'll, I get off at two thirty. Uh, but um, they 
uh, I think the actual uh, new season starts on Wednesday. Okay. And we're probably going to get underwater mechanics. I don't know how much of the map, if any of it is actually flooded. But um, yeah, I think I'm that picture that's because... going around is a fake picture. Oh, it totally is, and and you can tell. Um, for anyone who has seen that that leaked flood picture out there, uh, check the elevations because I highly doubt that the lighthouse is going to be completely flooded over, and then dirty docks is completely untouched. Dirty docks is a, one of the lowest elevations. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so that picture is obviously a fake. But um, you know the these kids these young children they're still not in school and with covid going on who knows exactly when they're going to be i don't know if they're going back to a normal schedule or not but um they're gonna have time to sit here from the beginning of the season and just good get cracked that get cracked and that's (laughs) an older gamer like me you know it's like i'm still ready i'm ready to get my competitive edge on but I am uh, I'm a little nervous for these kids that have all this time during their summer vacation and, and during this pandemic to practice. I feel like that can ruin a game for somebody too, you know, like Fortnite's a good game and it came out to save the world, which yeah. is, you know, my it's favorite, my favorite part of Fortnite. I've, I've, I think I've said that in a previous episode, but you know, you bring something like the battle Royale out or the battle Royale out and, you have all these kids from, you know, all over the world of all different skill levels coming in. And then the, you know, the kids that are just cracked coming out on top and ruining a game experience for somebody. But, you know, I think that's what Epic Games did with, you know, the squads and taking out the skill-based matchmaking. You know, you play with squads with your friends and you have a good time. You can get some kills. It's, it's not super sweaty. You know, but yeah. when, when you play solos, when you play duos, you're going up against like what feels to be these competitive teams, dude. Just like every duo team, I feel like I go up against is some some kid in like an organization that just gets paid to play Fortnite. He's so good. Oh, absolutely. Um, me, me and Chris were playing uh some duos the other day, and took six in a match, and we were just like, oh, you know what? That I that just felt good because every team we came up against they felt like it was a pro team it yeah they yeah were, were excellent but somehow we managed to push through and come out on top and then right after a really sweaty battle someone came up behind us and just and and got us from behind kind of third partied us and we took six, but at the same time, it was so good because I think we encountered about five battles the whole time that were like that. And like I said, each time we came out on top, it's like, you know what? That was, that was great. We did a great job onto the next one. Yeah. And that's one thing that I like to do while playing. Um, and not, not even just as a, as, as, you know, Fortnite captain as just a, a player with my friends i i like to if i'm not playing solos if i'm playing duos or squads or hell creative when we're having our game nights i just want people to have fun so i try to when people when i see people starting to get upset i'm like oh yeah that sucks and i I might vent with them for a second and then i try and crack a joke and but ggs let's move on to the next one yeah light the mood up a little bit yeah 
because you always need that in a game is like in these battle royale games where you have these this younger generation who might earn the experience for you <laughs> yeah i mean i think all games should have like a skill-based matchmaking kind of aspect to it you know like with rocket league and csgo you have your competitive matchmaking where it is skill-based supposedly but you know you have people like me who are stuck in silvers and counter-strike but play at an elite level and just carry the game and dude it's like i i don't even have fun doing that i don't rank up but i'm carrying every game i stop playing you know but then if yeah. i go into a casual game i'm playing with you know maybe i'm playing with hackers or maybe i'm playing with people that are global elites you know people that have that crazy skill level because it's not skill based in casual playing. Same oh. with Rocket League too. Like I have a lot of fun playing Rocket League. I love the music. You play casual, uh, you're going to go up against some really good people, but if you play competitive, once you get ranked, you know if you're not good, you're going to get ranked at the bottom and you're going to play up against people that are ranked at the bottom. You know, so I think all games should kind of have that skill based matchmaking aspect to it. Make it a lot yeah. more fun and enjoyable and kind of keep that crazy cracked kid edge off <laughs> yeah and that's what i like about about rocket league is that it keeps you at that level and um fortnite should have not sure exactly how it works with fortnite they've changed it so many times recently but um their, their casual games should be should not be skill based and their ranked definitely should yeah. Which I mean that that just goes back to another OG gamer thing. We didn't have rankings like that. It was just high score. Yep, yep. <laughs> What's high score mean? Did I break it? <laughs> I know, right? And the only way to prove it to your friends is by taking a picture of it or if having it them come over on the cartridge. Yeah, having yep. them come over and going, see, I told you. Land parties. <laughs> land parties dude i used to have sleepovers when i was a kid probably like i don't know in between eight and ten years old my buddies would come over like three or four of them and we'd play mario kart and you know eat snacks and have pizza and everybody just crash out but we would literally be playing mario kart like all night yes and i i actually just talked to lenny about this the other day where um uh you know diablo starcraft uh, games like that were kind of the start of the online gaming experience, the, yeah. the multiplayer experience, and um, but you had to type everything out and talking to people back then. There really wasn't that much voice communication, and what? like I, I believe they implemented it now, unless we have to use Discord. I don't know how that works now. No, there's no voice comms in Diablo. It's all typing still, which is actually okay, so... how I learned how to type fast was Diablo. You get into a trade game and, you know, you got to trade somebody. If you're trying to trade something, you got to yeah, be that's... able to type really fast or they don't want to wait for anything, man. Oh, no, no. You you got to get through it on those trade games. And, uh, dude, it's crazy. I used to have visions in my head at night when I was a kid just typing like, do you have this for trade? Like like I'm typing on a keyboard the words out, you know, so like I could see it. And from from playing Diablo, I literally can type over 120 words a minute now, accurately. Oh my gosh! 
Yeah, see, and, th and that's the thing. You had to type everything out. So the the only way that we had the communication that we have now playing Fortnite is through LAN parties. Yep. You had to sit there at your friend's house, bring your entire computer if he didn't have an extra one, yep. set it up, and then you can talk to him from across the room right next to each other. <laughs> I remember uh, th there was this company called Cyber Optic Power that used to make these LAN party special computers that was just like it was a square it was like a little box that you know had everything in there and you just hook it up to a monitor and that was your pc but it was literally oh just gosh. for you know something like counter-strike or everquest or uh you uh, know like <laughs> yeah the old school games man <laughs> that that is i believe the very first mmorpg yep same that's the very first one that i played was everquest I play. I played games like, uh, you know, like uh, Neverwinter, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I played before Elder Scrolls Online. I used to play Morrowind, and yes. um, you know, Oblivion. You know, for the single player yeah. ones, they're pretty cool. Skyrim was also another dope expansion that they did, but those those were like what paved me into going into RPGs, and then I got into World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. and I mean. I I spent so many hours in World of Warcraft, and even recently, I put so many hours into World of Warcraft. It's just I don't know. First-person shooters and RPGs are my two top favorite games to play. First Same time. here, and and that's one thing that that's that's I, Festa, if you listen to this podcast, please. I understand people are buying Skyrim, but Morrowind had the greatest storyline of all time. Morrowind like, was so good. Out of any game. So, it, like, you gave us the Morrowind expansion for ESO. It was great. Um, please remake Morrowind and give it to us. And for anyone out there who hasn't played Morrowind, pick up a copy. It's amazing. Yeah, get some <laughs> mods, too. There's there's mods that can make it more enjoyable, too. So. Yes. Yes, there's some great, great mods. The horror mod... Yeah, there's thousands of mods insane. from Morrowind out there. <laughs> so uh, my many. dad, my dad's old roommate used to play it on his laptop, and it was like an old laptop. And I was like, dude, how do you run this on the laptop? And he's like, well, it kind of just runs a little slow because these are all my mods. And he opened up his his Morrowind mod folder, and there was just folders and folders of like character skin mods environment mods weapon mods i was like oh my gosh this dude literally like recustomized the whole game aesthetic oh yeah yeah i i had an entire cd that was just packed with just mod files just ready to go whenever i if i had to wipe my computer reformat it whatever i always had those favorite mods ready to go see and it sucks that you can't do that in games like you know mm -hmm. the games out today like fortnite do like if I could come up with a character model for Fortnite and then save it in my files and be able to use it online, that would be so freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. But the second they see it online, it's the ban. Third-party programs, blah, 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 blah. TOS. Yep. <laughs> uh, I did have... Um, I'm, did have one topic that I wanted to mainly a question really uh for you. Okay. There's a there's a lot of influencers out there. Um 
technically at this point, you know, you and me posting on Instagram, streaming, uh, and anyone like us is technically an influencer. Right. Uh, at this point. Um, but when we were younger, um, we didn't have influencers as gamers. We had influences. We had people who influenced us to to game or who influenced the type of games that we like. Um, and that's what I wanted to ask you. Who, who were your influences? Growing up, oh, that's kind of loud. <clears throat> Growing up, um, like maybe when I was about five years old, uh, I had this kid who lived on my block who was like an older brother to me who always looked after me. And he was he was five years older, so me being five, he was ten. When I was ten, he was fifteen, and he would always come over. We'd play video games together, and he would he would show me like you know the cool video games, like we'd play WrestleMania on the sixty four and yeah. Mortal Kombat, and you know he sh- he kind of showed me like those more like intense kind of cool, I guess you would say games. And mm-hmm. my parents divorced when I was two like two years old, so. Ever since then, you know, I've been going from one house to the next house, one house back and forth, and each house had different rules. You know, like my mom's house was a Christian house. She was a children's pastor, so I grew up, you know, like having to live kind of a more restricted lifestyle at my mom's, kind of more conservative. And at my dad's, you know, like I I was the only child at my dad's, so I had more freedom my dad kind of grew up like being on his own ever since he was 17. So he kind of like, you know, like had his own values and instilled them into me. And it's like, you know, so, for instance, so at mom's I, it was Mario and at dad's it was WrestleMania. At mom's it was Mario Kart and at dad's <laughs> it was freaking Mortal Kombat and Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, like I used to go paintballing with my dad. I used to go dirt bike riding with my dad. What I do with my mom, I'd I'd go to church. I I'd go out to eat with her church friends after, you know, like that. There wasn't there wasn't much uh, individuality I had over there. So being at my dad's and having that that friend that was five years older kind of influenced me to, you know, like be into the little older stuff when I was a young kid. And I think also having only been in kindergarten for two weeks before they put me in first grade um everybody that was in my class was always like a year older than me so anything they were into i was getting into you know and i think that's also another thing that did it was the friends that i hung out with growing up like deathcore me and deathcore went to middle school together you know like we've known each other since we were 10 years old you know like and we were playing counter-strike and diablo so Ever since I was a kid, I've been playing Counter-Strike and Diablo, and to this day, I still play those games. And I think that's another thing that classifies us as OG gamers is, you know, like we have those games that are just home for us, and we can always go back and play them and enjoy them. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I Final Fantasy VII is my all-time favorite game. I have the meteor tattooed on my shoulder blade. Um, nice. But we... I think I've gone back and I've played that game about 10 or 15 times, like to completion. Yeah. And like, I, I can't get enough of it. Diablo is one of those Starcraft, the Elder Scrolls series and Zelda. I mean, I can't get enough. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like these, these newer generation gamers are, 
you know, always looking for the next best thing, you know, like, oh, this game always has this problem with it, or, oh, this game's got this problem with it, like, oh, this game's better, like, you you name me a better MMORPG than World of Warcraft, you know, like, right. what MMORPG has out there has the customization and freedom that WoW has, you know, like, the open world mounts and quick travel and, you know, like, all the professions and bosses and parties and guilds like everything it's got everything and all these games that you know are now mmorpgs have been molded off of that as a statue base you know like you look at star wars the old republic great mmorpg graphics could be a little better but for when it came out i mean it was pretty cool and it's literally world of warcraft star wars and the thing is a lot of these games are really great but they don't do as well as the as the originals that they're molded after like Diablo and World of Warcraft right like because you I I can't tell you how many Diablo clones I've seen come Path out of Exile <laughs> yeah, yeah Paths of Path of Exile is actually pretty good but it is pretty good it, it's literally a Diablo clone yeah that that one there's the Van Helsing series um those are actually pretty good and yet they're diablo clones minecraft dungeons is a diablo clone <laughs> minecraft dungeons amazing. is really cool like it's i an amazing I, game i do not play minecraft you know like my fiance is all into minecraft she loves it she buys the legos you know i'll make the legos are there because i love legos but i don't like minecraft when minecraft dungeons came out and i was started playing with her I literally bought the PC version. I could have gotten it for free because I had the um, the Game Pass Ultimate on my yeah. PC, but I spent the $20 to buy it because I just wanted to get it on my PC and start playing then. And, it, dude, it, it's, it's totally worth it. it. It really is. It's nothing like Minecraft. I mean, it looks like Minecraft. The, the aesthetic is all Minecraft, but it feels so much like Diablo that I think that's why I like it. You know, you yeah. have your character, you can make it stronger by your gear, you go through these dungeons, there's little secret dungeons and Easter eggs to find, you know? To be honest with you, I mean, if I had a kid right now, I like, like, I would be having my kid play Minecraft Dungeons in preparation to play Diablo 2 with me. <laughs> in prep for like, Diablo 4, you mean? <laughs> in prep for Diablo 4, like, like yeah, yeah. It's just like, when you're a little, you know, just a little older and you can get the can understand the mechanics of the game then i'll upgrade you <laughs> yeah for this sure, is, man. It, it's a cute blocky diablo and it, it it's an amazing game um it's it, it's simple but i think that's another reason why i like it so much and and minecraft like you said was kind of like legos you know and for me i played a little minecraft but i would go into creative and i would just legos i didn't care about the survival aspect i didn't care about killing creepers and spiders or building my house up to survive i just wanted to make legos and have fun see i think that's that's what i didn't like about minecraft was the whole survival thing and having to like build a house to survive through the night and stuff and it's like i just want to like build stuff yeah, it's like I don't want to be sitting there mining a patch of di or of diamonds and you gotta like mine stuff to craft know. with and craft stuff to mine with. Yeah, and then you got a <laughs> creeper blowing up behind you, and all of a sudden you've lost all your stuff in a lava pit. Like, no, no thanks. Like, I'll just go into creative, play my Legos. But you know, 
Minecraft is a brilliant game in itself, and that's that that's why Minecraft Dungeons is so so good. They took the popularity of Minecraft, the cute, hockey essence of it, and they gave us Diablo in a in a childlike form. They <laughs> gave us a cow level. For those they of you that a cow level. that haven't uh, experienced the secret level in Minecraft Dungeons, check out the runes. Um, you may have found a secret rune room before. You may know about it already, but the secret level is one to play for sure, especially if you're a Diablo fan. Yes, definitely. It it is by far my favorite level. <laughs> Speaking of Diablo, I have like my Diablo game just in the background, chilling. It's like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna record this podcast with Cadian since I have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have Minecraft Dungeons chilling in the background for me. So pretty much the same thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same thing. <laughs> nice man. Um Yeah, um was there anything big with Beskar that you wanted to Uh I feel like there was something that I wanted to talk about, but my dumbass didn't write it down. So I think, um, well, I I pretty much cover things about Beskar that I, I want to talk about, like in the team meetings, and then um, I don't know. I <clears throat> I guess more so like, you know, like if if you're a kid trying to join like an organization or a team, you know, like do some research, you know, like realize that an organization isn't just some Fortnite team that you can join and they're going to pay you to play Fortnite and maybe do good in arenas. You know, like yes. if you're not if you're not going to bring in anything for the organization or team that you're joining, don't expect them to pay you anything or give you anything. You know, the fact that you are in there and not bringing them anything should be good enough for you until you start bringing them stuff. You know, like you got to put in work to get stuff out of it. The fact that you're accepted into the organization as a member to begin with should be exciting enough yeah that should be your drive to want to you know produce stuff for the organization or team you know give them incentive to want to pay you and you know kind of kick you down with some stuff and if if you're looking to join a pro organization based off of your skill and get paid and like go ahead and pursue that like but do your research because there are starter organizations there are semi-pro organizations there, there are different levels of this, and I mean, for an organization like ours, what you started this in February, right? So yeah, you know, it's like we 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 can't pay our members, but like at at right at the moment, but at the same time, it's like we you have created this close tight knit community, tight neck, um, <laughs> yeah, tight neck, and yeah, we're well, we're. To, to me it's like i i stated it the other day to to chris when we were playing some Fortnite. it's like beskar has become like a second family to me yeah yeah so for like sure that, that's what we were talking about he's you know, chris is doing some great things for beskar and you know I, I believe he feels the same way it's and that's what that's what i feel a, a true gaming organization needs is that, that close element bond and we've had people come in that just don't get it and they'll they'll leave organization and they they might try and bash us or something but they came in expecting 
handout basically and it's like if you're not going to do the work th this is a second job if you're not going to do the work then do you deserve anything yeah <laughs> Sorry, my uh, my fiance had opened the door, so I turned around to see if she needed something. <laughs> you good? Oh, you can't find your glasses. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty much it as far as Beskar goes. You know, like understand that there are different levels to organizations. You know, there's startup orgs. There's orgs that have been established already that have some cloud in the gaming industry that you know you might want to build a resume for you might want to do some research on you know like for us being started in february we have a website we have a merch store we have a podcast we have people that are asking to join that i have to turn down because you know we literally have to have a screening process now you know mm -hmm. and this all happened within five months you know there's orgs that are barely at this level that have been doing it for two years you know, so I mean, do some research before you just want to join something, you know, like maybe get to know the people and build a relationship with them before you want to join their home. Yeah, and that that's another thing. It's like I've had people uh, request to join the organization because they found out that we have a celebrity in our Discord. <laughs> Now, now the thing is, it, he's not an active member. That he, he's he's just in the Discord. He joined it because he likes to support the community, and, you yes. know. And us, us being in his Twitch stream, that that was us supporting him, you know. So he yeah. he reciprocates that that you know that support back because he's a cool dude. And yeah, he did join yeah, our and, Discord, and... but you know the fact that we play games with him, bro, that's what makes it better. Oh, yeah and, and that's the other thing is um i've had now, now i'm talking i'm not talking about existing members here because like i'm talking new people that message me about joining and they'll say hey can i join beskar how do i get to play with i don't know if i should say the name <laughs> but, you, you can uh, say his name okay, yeah, yeah for sure uh, yeah how, how do i get to play with jason Muse? we got jason and... Muse in our discord you guys <laughs> <laughs> surprise um so yeah, no, it's they'll they'll ask me that right off the bat, and I go, look, I have no control over him. He joined because he wanted to support us, he wanted to check us out, and yes, we get to play from him or with him from time to time. But I've played with him twice. Yep, I got a couple once. games with him too. Yeah, and then um, but it, it's really on his time. It's I can send him a whisper. Um, he might. Send me an invite he might not but i'm yeah if anything i'm not if i do have the opportunity to get somebody in to play with him it's going to be an existing member and i basically have a a, a sheet like stating okay this person's first <laughs> in order yeah <laughs> yeah because there are people who are, are are big fans there are people who you know have missed out already and they deserve to play with him and um but no you cannot just join up and expecting to play with a celebrity like that it's not, i have no control over him it's on his time um but and, and there are people there's basically a waiting list <laughs> for yeah an and it's not even just us rise. you know like no. there there's people that that go into his twitch stream that are waiting to play with him and still haven't even gotten to play with him 
you know, which is why I feel so honored that, you know, like not only did he join our Discord to support Beskar, but he actually is playing with our members. Like, that's cool as hell of him. And I would love to get him on a podcast episode one of these days. Oh, that would be amazing. That and, would be epic. Yeah, and I mean, he is such a nice guy. I know the last time I tried to get uh, somebody in there, I went into his stream to see what was going on, and uh, he was he was literally inviting people uh, that have not played with him before. He, right. He, he was turning down people that he knew he's played with, and... He was getting trying to give everyone a chance. Like Jason Muse is an extremely nice guy. So like I I'm completely honored that he even decided to check us out and join the Discord. Yeah, same. Um and I can't even be, I can't even begin to tell you the rush you get just playing with him for the <laughs> first time. Um but like that was the thing. Like he came into to our stream with um or into our game with you, me, and Bits, and he kind of pulled me away from you guys um, for a few games. But you, you got your chance, and Bits is next, and um, it's like hopefully I can can share the love that is Jay Muse because he's got a lot of love to give. But you know that, that that's one thing. Do not join. Do not expect to join just because some groups have celebrities in them it, it's not what you're expecting yeah <laughs> it's not as like easy access as you think <laughs> well and i don't think you should join an organization because of in hopes of like getting to you know getting that extra step in you know like say playing with a celebrity or uh, you know, if an organization is bigger and they host their streamers or whatever, like that clout, you know, like that exposure for your channel, don't don't think that you're gonna join an organization and blow up, you know, like it oh. doesn't work like that. Oh, and, and and you know, I I made a post about playing with JMU's out of excitement, um, you know, because who wouldn't? But it's not like it's gonna blow up your followers. I got maybe two followers yeah. from that. But that's not the reason I posted it. I posted it because I, same reason I post all my content. It's what I love to do. Yep. And Amuse coming in was for luck. Me as a fan, I just threw it out there asking him to play. Told him about Beskar and he became interested. So, like, that, that, that was an individual already established in an organization bringing somebody in you know that's that's work that we are doing in this organization that's not something that someone joining up is going to do these people right. are searching for some people are searching just to find a celebrity personality and go oh i need to play with them but they're not going to make an effort to reach out yeah and that, that that's something that if, if you really want to play with a celebrity, don't, don't go searching organizations. Go to that celebrity stream. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, that's how it should be. Them. Ask them because some of these celebrities are extremely nice. I've seen I've seen some streamers when people ask and they're like, no, no, I only play with subs. And people go, yeah, sub. yeah. they're like, well, no, I'm busy right now. They keep turning them away. 
um, go to a celebrity stream like Jay Muse, you know, and, and just say, hey, man, would you like to play sometime? There's a pretty good chance he'll say yes, because he's that nice. <laughs> yeah, every time my fiance was in there and was uh, sending messages on my behalf because I was I was in a game myself, um, he was responding or one of his moderators was responding, you know, mm -hmm. so it, it's not like he's Very this active. closed off celebrity that, you know, is too good for people, you know, like you can't go into a, a stream thinking that because they're a movie actor that, you know, they're going to be too good. And so you're going to try to, you know, play with them through some other means, you know, yeah. like go check out, go too. check out the stream, spend some time in there, you know, like get to know who you're going to play with before you play with them. This isn't Fortnite duo fills like. <laughs> yeah they're normal people too and they they're looking to play games with some fun cool people and that fun cool person could be you yeah you, you know you gotta make the effort to go and ask them <laughs> a lot of the times they won't even like want, they just want to get away from the movie talk or you know like the scene and they just want to have a refreshed state of mind and playing video games does that for a lot of people especially you know like we talked about us being og gamers like jay's older than us you know, and if he's yeah. into video games, I'm sure he's into some OGS video games. You know, so he yeah. when he plays, he probably plays to get away from, you know, what he's normally doing nonstop that, you know, people get tired of. Yeah, I mean, they actually just released a game, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl, which is a side-scrolling classic NES-style beat-em-up. Oh, that was the one that you put, posted in Discord, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that... That game is I, I actually have it on the Switch. Um I, I think it's I think it may only be on the Switch. Uh I, unless you pre ordered the game and then you got like a or no, there's an another Jay and Silent Bob game uh, that hasn't been released yet. And if you pre ordered it initially you got a an NES cartridge. Oh, that's cool. Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl. And sadly I missed out on that, but um, I do have it on the Switch. It's a really fun game if anyone gets gets the chance to check it out. Um, but it, it looks like an old NES game. It it plays like Double Dragon. It has references of old beat em ups, and it, it's based in the world of Mallrats for those old enough and who have seen the movie. <laughs> um, so it's it's a really good game, and the nostalgia factor is through the roof. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting to be able to get my Switch, man. Places are still sold out. Every time we go to Target, you know, it's it's crazy because they have a whole section of just, you know, daily face masks that you can use for $15, like for a box of them. But mm -hmm. don't restock on the Switches, huh? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and Switches are probably one of the hardest items to find at this point in time. Like, There are a lot of people out there searching for Switches. My neighbor is searching for a Switch, and I don't think any are being shipped to America right now, but I guess the American warehouses are out, yeah, sadly. One of these <laughs> days, I don't know, Like our stores are starting to get toilet paper back on the shelves, so I know things are starting to uh, balance out a little bit more. But once I see when the, the switches back in, I I know balance has been restored. <laughs> we, we we got the toilet paper. Once the paper towels start appearing, then we know there's hope for the switch. Yep. Ah, uh, well, I uh I don't think I have anything else about Beskar to talk about. 
Uh, me neither and i i'm looking at my list here i believe we've covered everything i I dude i wanted to get this episode done like so much earlier i'm sorry i've been like busy and not been able to (laughs) do it due to little dacks and stuff but oh no worries Uh, the thing i mean sometimes we try and stick to a schedule but it it doesn't always happen we have our normal lives and it falls through. Well, we'll be moving like next month, the end of July. So once we move, mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, my stream set up and everything to record like in the private bedroom. He'll have his own bedroom. So it'll be a lot better. It'll be more convenient to be able to bang out more of these episodes. Yeah. Be able to wheel them out to you people a little more regularly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening, guys. I think that's going to conclude this episode of This is the Way. Thanks for joining me, Cadian. Oh, thanks for having me again. Well, see you. Uh, well, you guys can hear us next time. Mm-hmm.